my wife and I were just trying to keep it together. Uh, she was playing as her golem, and Megan's character was running past the golem, right? And was trying to get away, as at the end of the adventure, we were trying to hightail it out of there. And she said, <laughs> he's going to look over and say, that's some tasty woman over there. Is <laughs> <laughs> that golem's name, Zach? Yes, and then she said, in a perfect imitation, look like meat's back on the menu, boys. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and we, we died. It was the best. Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, the podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Zach, and the hosts joining me this evening are Master Dungeon Master Troy Sandlin and the Dwarven DM himself, John Christian. I totally forgot to talk to you about that. Anyway, hey, how's it going, everybody? Lolly <laughs> <laughs> ho! Uh, welcome, fellows, and welcome, chat, and welcome, listeners, to the third crowdfunding corner. That's right, yeah. Man, can you believe, like, we're doing this every two weeks. I'm not going to lie, this is my favorite thing we do. So, to me, it's like, spacing it out every two weeks makes me, like, super excited by the time it rolls around. Oh, yeah, and, and, and it's nice because you're not like, oh, man, I haven't found anything today. Yeah. So we can, like, collect it. Yeah, yeah. We hoard mm -hmm. things yeah. uh, until the end, and then we get to just, like... Uh, just shotgun approach it, right? And we aren't worrying about, uh, you know, we got to get to a topic, like we were worrying about time anyways. But now we really aren't worrying about, like, oh, we got to get to a topic at the end. Uh, we can just, like, bathe in bask, this. Because bask you, in its glory. That's right. Because we're not, you know we're not going to be basking or bathing in money after this is over. It's all. No. No. <laughs> That's right. That's all, uh, was that a moth or a bat? That was my money. That was my money. Oh, that's your money. Your money had, yeah, taking up wings. And right. <laughs> um, so we've got eight things to chat about today. Eight good ones. All the things. Um, John has already gone ahead and organized these for us, so we're just going to walk through them in order here. We're going to kick things off with an interesting one. I think this is going to spark a discussion between the three of us and, and maybe with Chad as well. Um, I would like to talk to you about Crimson Escalation. This is a Kickstarter. Um, it is by a fellow who has done 21 Kickstarters. Uh, his name is uh, Vinger Satanus. I'm going to guess that that's not his real name. Uh, interesting name. Yeah. Venger yes. or Venger? Like it's Avenger? it's a uh, it's Venger from the uh, cartoon. Venger oh, Satanus. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's like his AOL name. Mm. His, <laughs> his AOL chat name, <laughs> Venger Satanus. It just, yeah, that's what you know. A long time ago, I decided I I'm just gonna be Troy, so mm. that way, as I get older, I'm not stuck with some name that I thought was really awesome as a, mm. as a 17 year old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Not saying that this is, you know, that's the case here, but I'm just saying for me personally, mm. yeah, I didn't want to be stuck with, you know, 
Battle Axe Brother 472 <laughs> or, you know, something. Or Dwarven DM. Thanks, Troy. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I, 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 <laughs> you, I hear you your indictment. It. You picked it. I didn't pick it. Let that be known. It was it thrust upon known. me. It was thrust upon me. <laughs> by, by the fates and by the seven houses and clans of all dwarves everywhere. No, it's actually, like, my <laughs> friends gave me that name. You're not helping your case by you. I didn't pick it by the seven clans of the All Father, and by the hammer of Grapthar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Mm. I know. Well, so here, let me let me talk to you about Avenger Satanus for a moment. He's done 21 Kickstarters. This is the first one that I'm considering backing. Um, uh, mainly, I'm backing because he's giving us all the content of the Kickstarter in the Kickstarter pitch. He's asking for a dollar. Um, but here's the concept, right? So you tell me, fellas, if this is a dollar concept. He mm-hmm. was looking for an easy way to speed up combat. And in D&D, 5e. And, and his OSR games. And what he determined might be a cool way around that is every round, at the start of the round, the crit threat range is expanded by one for everything. Okay. Interesting. So, on the second round, 19 to 20. Third round, 18 to 20. Fourth round, 17 to 20. You basically are just ramping up the damage to make sure that, you know, every hit is more impactful potentially. Or, you know, a higher percentage of hits are more impactful. Mm -hmm. That's the dollar idea. Okay. It is an interesting idea. It is interesting. So, I was sitting here half this afternoon... Before, before I played in the Dwarven DMs game. And uh, I was thinking about this, and I'm like, why would this not work, right? So there's obviously there's a few subclasses out there that crit, that's crit range is already expanded. There's a few things in that nature. There's a few magic items that expand your crit range, things like that. But you could just say, well, it adds one to your crit range. So if you if the weapon already crits on a 19 to 20, now it crits on an 18, you know, yada yada, right? It doesn't hurt that. I think the thing that I think, the reason that I would, might avoid this, even though I'm considering it as like an experiment at least, is it really benefits m- the most those creatures that attack the most times in a turn, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So like the big giants the golems, the things like that, this is helpful, right? It, giving them that extra 20% chance every round to hit. Yeah. But for your rogue or your, you know, the creatures with many arms, some demons and things that are attacking like three or four times around, your big baddies that have legendary actions. Right? Like a big creatures. Captain. Yeah. Yeah, right? Those characters are really going to see a benefit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does a crit fail range also change? Kill a lot. Uh, that would be awesome and probably destroy any positive effects <laughs> that this has going for it. Um, I don't know. I kind of like it. I'm, I, I think I'm sitting at kind of like it. Would not be upset if I walked into somebody else's game and they're like, hey, we're going to play this way and mm-hmm. give it a whirl. I, I'd be down to try it. Okay, so interesting. So it's okay, every so round. Hang on, let me make sure that I understand. So it's before. Sorry, Troy. Nope. Go ahead. So be it's every round of combat at the top of the initiative order, the crit range expands by one. 
for That's everybody. Right. Yes. Um, I want to be a monk in that game. Right. That's what. Yeah. That's the idea. Right. Like. Yeah. Not yet. The, well, you you mentioned like NPC or monsters that blo- for you know, sure where they get multiple. But it really benefits and rogues and monks and thing Holy people moly. that hit with oh, two yeah. weapon fighting and extra attacks. Right. Like. I think what I'm trying but, to understand is like the verisimilitude behind it. Like what what would what would justify just to speed it up? If it's just to speed it up, I, yep, fine. Just to speed it up. Just to speed up, and you could I could argue that it's also simulating the the tension is being ratcheted up as the combat goes on and you're just naturally getting more tired. susceptible to being you're, beat you're down. getting tired and you're also learning how your opponent is fighting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can, I can see it. Here's, here's another benefit to it, right? It really benefits martial classes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which at higher levels, Champion martial fighter. classes need a love, right? Like that's mm-hmm. what I'm, you know, by the so, time we hit tier three, tier four, martial classes are kind of a joke, and so compared to like a wizard, right? Mm-hmm. So if we That's can, it's always been like that though. Always. It has, as it should. It be. has. Yeah, like, I'm just saying, I, like, I, like ultimately, I want Gandalf to be able to mop the floor with Aragorn every single day of the week. Mm-hmm. All, all, all Gandalf needs is about sixty foot distance between him and Aragorn. But, 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 Mid- but Middle Earth is not the Forgotten Realms, and okay. in the Forgotten Realms, and Brunor Battlehammer. Well, Dritz and Versus, Elminster. Yeah. I mean, Dritz has gone up against many a wizard and has come out alive. Mm-hmm. But you know They're, why? Plutonium. Well, and also, that's the spirit of the Forgotten Realms, that sure. anyone can be a mighty hero that yeah. ranks well, among the top echelon, right? Okay, but also, and I'm not saying because I haven't read all the Drist books and all that stuff, but when you have a character like Drist, he's he's an he's intelligent enough to plan ahead, so as not to take on a wizard on the wizard's favored ground. We need to get Thomas in here to confirm. But yeah, that sounds about right. So you could you know, in those instances, it's kind of like that. There was a there was a TV show for a while. And I don't remember the actual name of it, where they would take types of soldiers or combatants from history and put them, you know, match like uh, ninjas versus... Oh, was, the, that's like a History Channel show, right? Yeah, it was like ninjas versus yeah. Spartans. It's like Scott mm. Scotsman yep. versus, uh, like, William Wallace versus Maori Warriors. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, like, in the, the ninjas versus uh, Spartans, Spartans won. And there were so many people going off about how that would never happen because ninjas would kill them in their sleep and all this stuff. Mm. And it's like... Yes, mm. you are very right. They probably would, but this is not show what the show, show is called. The show right. is called "Who's the Better Warrior," and they're standing in the arena facing each other. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you're thinking that, yeah, all day every day, Elminster better be able to smoke mm-hmm. Drist. You'd hope so. Drist is uh, what, what did you say? Plutonium. Plutonium. Um, mm-hmm. Drist is the king of plutonium. So. Never say never. He's made it this far. He's yeah. made it past spell plague. Uh, the uh, what is it? The, av- the Avatar War, where the gods came down and took no, on avatars. No, that was after. He he came no, after that. Well, before like so before that, like let's see, the second edition thing, mm-hmm. where they all came down, and that's whenever Siric was murdered. 
or no, ball he, the ball Siric murdered ball but and Siric became the new god of murder or something like that is that he right? became all of them yeah uh yeah, yeah. but but Driss came after the time of trouble oh, he came after that huh? the time yeah. of troubles that's what it was yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay gotcha hmm yeah well so I say all that to say I guess that um I'm going to go ahead and say that this is at least because of our discussion a dollar idea and I am pledging to uh, crimson escalation not that I okay. care really much about a uh a uh, PDF of this idea, um, I because I think my, it's... Let me ask you that. Well, like, what's, like, a, a dollar idea is something that I would see on Reddit. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Isn't that neat? But, like, why would I spend a dollar for it on... in a P, Well, what's the PDF going to tell me? Like, in a, it's, in a it's one gonna get or, or It's going to pretty it up. It's got some, like, side rules that you can add to it, and um, I it, it's just... It's just... He had... He got an idea... He he felt like it could make him some money, and it does, right? Like he's mm-hmm. he's oh, yeah. he's gonna make about two hundred bucks on this idea, and good yeah. for him, right? Yeah. Um, maybe, so. maybe 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 we'll get a cool little chart so that way we can remember what round we're on and what the uh, th- the threat range would be. <laughs> right. Because I'm just saying, I know I'd be like, just, wait, is this a, is it nineteen or twenty yeah. or eighteen to? That is one thing about Roll20 that would be really nice, or whatever your VTT is. It's like, what round are we in again? How many rounds have we been doing this again? Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Combat (laughs) round tracker would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That's that. Uh, Crimson Escalation. Troy, you got the next one. I've got the next one, and it is the Corpus Collection. Yeah. Uh, Yes. This thing is massive. Oh, my gosh. It's two books. Over 900 pages of content. We've got, uh, let me, I want to find these so I can make sure I say them correctly Corpus Malicious and Corpus Angelus, which is uh, the collection of good, uh, the Codex of Good and the Codex of Evil, basically, uh, for 5th edition and Mindabar. The City of Malice meets uh, Corpus Angelus, a Codex for Good. In the city of Lionel, the floating city of angels. Um, there are mm. character options. There's monster, uh, new monsters for the good and evil. Uh, you can become vampires, werewolves, liches, you can, angels. You can ascend to be a celestial. All these different things to just take your game to those extremes. And I mm. think this is a really cool idea. Um there's even uh, a music album with 20 songs. Oh, for, interesting. For I always find that fascinating when they they do a musical tie-in to it. But yes, well, I mean, it makes sense though because so many people are like you yourself. I'm always trying to look for the the, the right music for yep. my roll twenty, you know that kind of thing. So hmm. it kind of makes sense to do that if you're wanting that. Uh, that feeling, you know, I don't, I don't care who you are. If you're a gamer and you're a sci-fi fantasy fan, mm-hmm. when you hear Carmina Burana, if if you mm-hmm. don't get a little tingles up up and down your arms a little oh, yeah. bit, there's something wrong with you. But how many? Okay, mm-hmm. so whenever I think about the musical tie-ins, though, I think about Midnight Syndicate mm-hmm. from Third Edition, which was okay, and they're still like, around. I, Aren't they? They're still around. No, no. I'm not saying that they're still around. No, it's not about them necessarily. It's about the tie-in and like how often did I actually use that 
album, like maybe one time, the music was like okay. Mm-hmm. They may be fantastic now. I haven't heard their stuff recently. But I guess for me, I'm, I curate my collection of stuff uh, more than that. Like I'll, like I'll find like hmm. on an on an album maybe one or two things on an album that I'm going to end up actually using. I just for me at least, it's interesting whenever they put stuff like that out there because you never know really what you're going to use out of what they're they're offering up. Well, yeah, but I mean that statement is for the entire book as well. True. That's true. That's you true. don't you don't know. I mean, hmm. you yeah. might you might back this Kickstarter all the way go all in and find three things that you actually use. Yep. It's true. There well, seems like there's one, a lot one of in them being too, Oh, right? there's so much. What's the, what is the this page is, count I think, on this thing? Over 900 pages. Nine? What? Be- between well, the well, two books. Three. Three. There's, there's, is it two books Four books, really. Four books, well, really? Because you got Corpus yeah. Angelus, Corpus Malicious, Mindabar, and Lionel. Yeah. Lionel. Lionel. Yeah, the two city books. Plus, you get a, you could get a DM screen. There's ten miniatures. There's dice. There's two decks of cards. Maps, maps, little booklets. Yeah, there's just so much stuff. Uh, Dream Realm Storytellers is who this is from, and this is uh, they they've created five Kickstarters already. This is not a this is not meant to be a bash. This is meant to be a earnest question. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that there was this much fervor for the idea of angels and demons supplements. Because this is like the, I feel like like the fifth one in six months. You know, mm-hmm. the other big one was Dante's uh, Inferno. Yeah, right. But there's been numerous, and uh, this one at least I think has a different art style. Um, mm-hmm. It's trying to do something a little bit different. And and again, I'm not trashing it or or anything. I'm just commenting on. Wow, I never would have guessed that Angels and Demons had this much. Well, and again, demand. how how. How much demand is there out there for Greek themed settings, and how many of those do we have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, oh, uh, true. Something else that's, that's coming up: wasteland settings. How many? Yep. You know, that's so true. I could see the that's appeal in, in a dev- like if oh yeah the because I mean like you got to think about if you look at it from the perspective of like agents of the divine as opposed to the divine themselves. Like I know that in in the campaign setting that I had put together, I, which I haven't touched in years, but to me, I had a uh, one of the gods where they didn't intervene and and offer up spells and supplication, like return of supplication through like direct intervention, but rather through divine agents. Mm. And so, I can see like a, a a celestial or a divine battle or a struggle between the forces of good and evil, one represented by uh, devils, demons, etc., and uh, and the other side by angels. Oh, I could definitely see the appeal in something like that. That struggle is interesting. Yeah. Velanaz is commenting that it seems very similar to the Book of Vile Darkness and the Book of Exalted Deeds for three E, and I yes. believe there's also one of those just happened to be in the last year launched book of vile darkness came to uh fifth edition and i think uh exalted deeds came before it uh a while back so they have both i think made the crossover yeah so uh, i i could be wrong but i feel like maybe that that's the case so if it did yeah it wasn't it definitely wasn't you know an official product but yeah no it was not Mm -hmm. but yeah uh it's, it's it's the classic you know it's what D and D was built on—the good versus the evil, the you know, the heavens versus the hells, 
mm-hmm. why not? I mean, it, it sounds like it's got a lot of cool stuff to it. Um, well, it looks like from a... You mentioned yourself about the, the look being different. I think it was you or Zach had said about the look being mm-hmm. different than some of the other stuff that had come out before. It's got a good vibe to it and a good feel to it. And it does stand apart and stand out from a lot of the other stuff that's yes. out there in a good way, right? Um, and then uh, it just looks like it, not only is the ca- the campaign itself put well put together, but what they're present, how what is actually being presented looks really well polished and really well put mm-hmm. together. You can tell that there's a lot of, a lot of love and uh, where it's kind of the the woods rubbed that the oil has been rubbed into the woods, so to speak, of the uh, like of like the bar face to where it's like a high polish, you know, mm-hmm. over and over and over again. You can t- kind of tell that they they put a lot of effort into uh, polishing this thing up. Oh, it looks really really good. There's just a ton. Holy crap! So much. There's so much stuff in here. Seventy archetypes, ten Dude, new bananas. races. You can play as a fallen angel. Or a redeemed fiend. So what's it going to set us back? I'm curious about that. So what's it going to set us back to get one, two, three, or even the whole shebang with four? Uh, If you want to... The the British pound, right? Yep, yep. The complete digital library is 36 pounds or about 50 bucks. Okay. If you want uh, just the malicious print set where you get uh, Corpus Malicious... Uh, hardcover and the Mindabar softcover city map and the PDFs of those. You also get STL files of the Angelus miniatures, the Malicious miniatures, and you get your name credited. Um, that is £55 or $76 for just the Malicious and likewise for the Angelus. And if you want the uh, let's see, where is it at? Is it Divine Collector? Mm-hmm. I believe. No, the Corpus All Library. Uh, you get the uh, hard covers of both the two soft cover city books, city maps, uh, the PDFs of all four books, uh, the dungeon map pack. You get a twenty percent discount on all add-ons. Uh, you get on top of this, STL files for the miniatures. Your name credited, and it will put you back a hundred nine pounds or a hundred and fifty one dollars. For I mean, that's pretty good though for four hardback or for for two hardbacks, two soft covers, maps, PDFs, STL files, and a twenty percent discount. I mean, that's you're not. Uh, I I don't feel like you're getting uh, grifted on this at all. Hmm. Mm. You know what it was? It was called uh, the Book of Fiends. There you go. As oh, my note, yes, that's the Rob Schwab one, and it was yes. a compendium of demons, devils, uh, for fifth edition. And then there was one that was right next to it. Um, but yes, that's what I was thinking about. And Sorry. If, <laughs> and if it's written by Rob Schwab, you know it's scary. Yeah, that isn't even out yet, right? Like the Book of Fiends so. isn't out yet, but I think the Book of uh, Celestials or whatever it was called is uh is out so anyhow pardon me for interrupting with (laughs) all right cool well uh that is that's that that's a huge kickstarter troy oh and you got oh i didn't even see this part 20 backgrounds 50 feats 100 new magic items and 200 spells yeah crazy 
and rule sets and and they've got to you know go on there snag you the uh the two the two uh demo download mm. booklets and check it mm-hmm. out and see if uh see if it scratches any of your itches mm-hmm. all right sweet all right john take us away yeah you got it all right so for me i've got mouse ritter like if this is uh i don't know i'm always charmed by like the little mouse adventure type books yeah. and like little little uh, anthropomorphic creatures uh, s- like small spaces big quests and stuff like that it, it it always harkens back in some part i think what it speaks to is like that watching the secret of nim for the first time oh, as yes. a kid and being oh. absolutely in love with don bluth's artwork and the work that he did on that uh, i mean i go back to it on the regular but uh, Brave Mice in a Dangerous World. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge dangerous world out there, and it does not look kindly on a small mouse. But if you're brave, very brave, and very clever, just a bit lucky, you might be able to survive. So this is a collaboration between Losing Games and uh, Games uh, Omnivorous, which I'm not really sure familiar with a lot of their stuff. But this is for uh, not actually for the RPG itself, but rather for a box set. Mm. And... Uh, I figured that would excite Zach, if nothing else. Zach oh, yeah. appreciates a good box set. I do appreciate a good box set. I missed this Kickstarter. Like, I had not seen it. And this has got me intrigued. I am a big box set person. Um, I might have to feast on this. Oh, this is a second printing. Yes. And so, yeah. you know, with, as is typical with most box sets, you've got uh, character sheets that are available in a GM screen adventure, the, the basic uh, rules that come along with it. And is it, it its own system? Else, yes, it's its own system. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. I'm uh, if, yeah, if, if nothing else, well, I mean, I just, I, I, I have love to talk the to aesthetic. Our... What's yeah, that? sorry, go ahead. I, ignore me. No. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, yeah, I love the aesthetic. And I just I'm a, I'm a sucker for for this kind of a, mm-hmm. a game for some reason. So if nothing else, uh, they're pandering, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> and so <laughs> they're and they and they can have my monies. Uh, they have done very well for themselves. They have another uh, forty hours to go, though, as of this recording. So if you're out there in uh, in listening land, then uh, give them a try quickly. Uh, mostly for our, our Twitter. Our, our Twitch folks, but uh, putting a link out there as well. But it's got they've hit the ninety thousand dollar mark. Mark, yeah. So they're doing very well. Way, way, way blew away their their uh, the original goals. Uh, but yeah, so they I lo- the the first printing of the rule book, I absolutely adore the the mm. interior artwork and the design and the layout of it. Um, it it feels like a storybook more than it does mm. an actual an RPG. Which to me is it helps me in the immersion and like and trying to create a, a feel for my players if they're gonna if they're gonna play in it or for me as a player to understand to kind of grapple with the the world that's being uh, that's being presented to oh. the reader. What about mm. it, Troy? I just had a thought. Yes. Now uh, there is, and I and I use this word. I don't mean it to sound as harsh as it is, but we all know there is an absolute glut of streamed games out there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and there's I'm sorry. 
there's just so many there's so many out there that you know they're they are only streaming it for themselves because nobody is going to take the time to watch them when you've got powerhouses mm-hmm. like you know ack Inc the C team critical role and some mm-hmm. of the other some of the other bigger names that we hear about touted about you know so much but you give me a stream of a game like this mm-hmm. played with that childlike sensibility of the opening sequence that you just read. It's a huge and dangerous world out there, and it doesn't look kindly on a small mouse. Mm. If you can give me that aesthetic, if you can give me that feel like I am listening to a storybook being played, mm. I am in. Mm. Mm. Yeah, again, like I said, if I, I want to find the the perfect dynamic whether it's this rule set or if it's something else if it's more like mouse guard mm-hmm. whatever it is i i want to take i want to be taken back to uh to the secret of nim the secret of nim or the littles the littles mm. oh yeah they oh. are the uh what is it, the the uh, the borrowers the borrowers all that yeah. stuff yes oh yeah mm-hmm. I, or that's, even, I, I want even i want the to rescuers. go to that, that. The rescuers, yeah, exactly. That like it's a, it, the a big world, something that's already a big adventurous world, becoming exponentially larger and scarier because it, it goes beyond giants. Mm-hmm. You live mm-hmm. in a world full of colossus, or colossi. Mm-hmm. You know, oh right? yeah. And so, uh, it, and it's your like everything is dangerous. Everything. Mm-hmm. Just stepping out of the door is is a hazard. Mm. Right, so and and then if you add this, and if Mouse Ritter has like this this rules light fantasy aspect to it, but it is fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's not just a mouse in a cloak or whatever. There's like a fantasy magic, and this uh, like a Western fantasy motif that's kind of tacked mm-hmm. onto it as well, which I love. And so, like I said, I'm a sucker for it. And if they pandered, they pandered in the right direction because mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm, th- I'm throwing my dollars at them. I I love tabletop gaming magazines quote. It should be enthusiastically applauded with tiny paws. <laughs> I, I, that's just, I love it. Very cool. Uh, All they, right. can take, they can take my quote. Thank you for yes. pandering to me. Take, Thank you for pandering. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, being distributed by Exalted Funeral, so that's kind of cool, too, because then, then, I mean, they'll have a shelf life afterwards. Uh, like, people will be able to find it and buy it even after the Kickstarter, which yeah. is nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> Very cool. Mm. Very cool indeed. All right. Uh, so, next one is another interesting one. We're just going to keep these rolling. Um, this is on Kickstarter. We have uh, at least one. Yeah, one coming up that is not a Kickstarter. Different crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. But this one is a Kickstarter. Uh, this is interesting all right so red dawn is on kickstarter right now has 24 days left to go red dawn into the dawn lands red dawn is a 5e campaign setting acting as the spiritual successor to the 1990s dark sun by a team with decades of rpg experience their goal is 26 almost twenty-seven thousand dollars, and they are very near to that goal with 386 backers some strong uh, words there very strong words. This is a this is from Burning Star Games. This is their first created Kickstarter, Zero Backed. Um, they're out of Canada. 
I, you know what? Let me let me start off with saying I think that the cover that they present is exact. Like when I saw the cover of this book, it was on an ad somewhere, and I was like, "That looks about right." Mm-hmm. Right, like the cover hooked me, and I jumped into the Kickstarter. And I'm not saying it's going to be a pro. Like Troy, you're interested in this. I'm interested in this. Um, I think that the Kickstarter presents something other than a Dark Sun spiritual successor. I think the the visuals, the presentation style, all of that. I'm not saying that that it doesn't have the same sorts of themes, but it didn't give me Dark Sun vibes. It gave me a different type of you know, uh, post-apocalyptic desert fantasy, but not quite dark sun once I started reading into it. What was your thoughts? I I mean, it is definitely flavored with dark sun, but there's also a lot of ingredients in there from, you know, John Carter, mm-hmm. uh, like Conan, mm-hmm. Steel Dawn, the, the things like things of that nature. That even even Mad Max, it's giving mm-hmm. you. There's more to it, but yet I mean the the things that they're talking about, you know. They're basically saying, without saying, sorcerer kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, the metal city is, states. Yeah, the city states. The metal is metal is rare. Uh, blasted wastelands, a, uh, a magic induced cataclysm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- different ways of casting magic because of the way it pulls life from the from the the earth itself. Uh, I do find it kind of odd that uh, it appears that there's a sea of salt in Dark Sun. There's a giant sea of silt. So <laughs> it's not like they're really trying to hide their love it's, letter, which is, is fine. This, is this the RPG version of? Uh, McDowell's from yes. uh, from uh, coming yes. to America. They just don't, don't have, have any the sesame arches. seeds. We have the golden arcs. Yeah, there's no sesame seeds on these buns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I like it. It it's now I have seen quite the uh, the Twitter war mm. going on. Because of man, this. you are so brave. You are so brave. I'll never understand why you go out there, man. Never. Well, you know, I, I, no, don't you realize that it's dangerous out there for a mouse? It is. It is dangerous. I'm a brave <laughs> mouse, though. I want to be. Twitter. A... Twitter is a mouse coming out of a hole into a room full of cats. Yeah, I. I, I just like dip my. It has got its own Scion subclass, so mm-hmm. or Scion subclasses kind of thing. But I understand. This is going. This is a you know, a direct homage to those types of settings, mm-hmm. Dark Sun especially. They're not, as far as I can tell, they're not really trying to reinvent the wheel for a modern sensibility. As far as you know, Dark Sun relied heavily upon the idea that if you're not rich, you're a, you're pretty much a slave. Right, and you know, a lot of people think that that's dangerous talk in these times. Mm. Um, if done with the right attitude and the right kind of respect, with the right kind of story, 
I think I truly think it's fine because you're not trying to use our modern politics in this game. You're trying to tell this story of a of a fantasy land. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a very harsh and very as long as they're not trying to paint slavery in any way as beneficial or good, which I would hope they wouldn't try to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are. But, you know, it's like, it's, it's something to rally against. It's something to fight against, just like it should be in our, in our, in our real life. It's, it's something to fight against and, and those attitudes and, and the holdovers mm-hmm. and all that. So you can have those kinds of really harsh environments and really harsh themes in these settings as long as they're presented with respect and and in 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 a in the proper framework and i th- i would think you know i haven't seen the product it's not done yet uh i would think that that's what they're trying to do but it seems to me that a lot of the twitter rage comes from you know those dangerous topics that are obviously being used in this setting mm-hmm. is it, it I don't know. Are they jumping the gun on on their uh, their out outcries? I don't know. I kind of feel like they probably are. Well, I just look look at how about this? If Wizards of the Coast decides that if they label Dark Sun's campaign setting as problematic and they put it on, they put it on a shelf to collect dust mm-hmm. or silt or whatever, then uh, hey hey you like that? Uh, then if that's the case and somebody else comes in, swoops up, and takes out the mantle, runs with it, makes a profit off of it, found, finds uh-huh. a groundswell follower base, and can get away with it. That's the thing, because like, like, that's the thing about this that really I kind of like raise an eyebrow over is how are they going to get away with this? This seems like almost plagiaristic. Nah, it's it's skirting the it lines, is. but it's doing, a, it's doing a pretty good job of skirting well, those lines. Let me lines, tell you about a story that I, that I wrote that I'm writing right now about a, uh, a little man that goes on an adventure with uh, a bunch of stalky people that are called uh, squatlings and they go with a magic man with a big pointy hat to go and fight a giant lizard called a uh, Draco thingy right so like that feels like that they're doing it's like I'm intrigued we'll tell me more right <laughs> oh, do they, crap, do they walk a lot here. well but but here <laughs> what's the difference lot. between what's the difference between this and the product that we just talked about mouse Ritter? right because you've already got mouse guard you've already got red wall you you've already got you, well okay yes there's a premise of like oh look mice in a fantasy setting where it's a very generic thing this feels like they even say, it for, dude, in their in their tagline, they, they say it themselves: the spiritual successor to 1990s Dark Sun. Like they pretty much throw yeah. it out there. In okay, the so place, like. so okay. What I want to know is like, where are you going with this question? Because you I'm said, not mad about it. No, but, I'm not but, mad about it. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's like, okay, so Wizard says, you know what, Dark Sun too problematic. Let's put put it on the dusty shelf. Yes, I'm, and they, where, and where am I going with the question? This. Yeah, yeah. Where my, where am I going with the question? I'll be interested to see if they don't get a like a cease and desist or they don't get sued after they make you know tens of thousands of dollars on on this that wizards doesn't come around like a like a hawk and they'll uh, get sued if they use the words Dungeons and Dragons or 
Dark Sun in their book. Or that's at, when they will get yeah. a message. That, that's when they'll get a nice letter that says, yo, hey. Um, but as long as they do it like this, and then when the book comes out, it's strictly their stuff, and they don't say the words Dark Sun or D&D, &D, they'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll so. Be okay. Maybe so. And they, they may be small enough potatoes where it's not even that big a deal in the first place. Right? Yeah. They're able to get under the radar yeah. because it's not a $100,000 Kickstarter campaign or a million-dollar Kickstarter campaign. They may yeah. breach... 50 or 60 and that's you know whatever the whatever the threshold is to where they can get under the radar or whatever they can get away with i see and I, i'm all for this kind of idea you know not just because it's dark sun and we haven't gotten a dark sun thing yet there was a, a several months ago uh, i believe uh, i brought the kickstarter to an episode black storm rising or black something like that yep yep yeah which which From, uh, yeah uh uh jetpack seven yeah, mm -hmm. and and they touted that is basically the spiritual successor to Spelljammer. Yeah, and to me, it's like, hey, if if Watsi is going to drag their feet on this stuff, go for it. Give me something. If if it's yeah. if it's absolutely awesome, and I never get an official Watsi fifth edition Dark Sun, then I'm not out anything. Mm. Yeah, I'm look, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that they shouldn't. What I, I'm just interested from sure how, liti how litigious happens. it will yeah. has that's and that's a be. that is a fair statement. That yeah. is a fair question, right? So I'll I'll, I'll get behind you there. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's all I'm looking at because I mean, more yeah. power yeah. to them. To your point, it's not it's not cool. If wait, look, if Watsi doesn't have doesn't see the risk versus reward being in favor of them putting darks dark sun out there, because they're like, no. Too much of a hot potato. There's no point in us putting it out there, and then it just sits and collects dust, or it goes into like the the same warehouse as the Ark of the Covenant at the end of Indiana Jones. If that's what they end up doing with it, then so be it. But then something else comes along. I'll be interested to see what happens if this some things like this, because I don't think Red Dawn's going to be that thing, right? This explosive, you know, million dollar Kickstarter campaign. What I'm interested to see is something like that happening, and Watsy going, crap. Like we could have made they, a million dollar or whatever it was. Whatever, yeah, but they still they still won't. That's the thing, because, and you know, we've all talked about this time and time again, and we we always go back to Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Mm -hmm. They touted it as paranoia horror. Watch mm -hmm. watch John Carpenter's The Thing, read the, at the Mountains of Madness, all this stuff, and what we got was ice skating walruses. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. Because. Watsi has to play it safe. They have to, mm. they have to appeal to the broadest audience possible. If you want a more horrific game, the dials are in there. Mm -hmm. You know things like that. What? How can you do that to an IP like Dark Sun? How can you make it as safe as possible when it is such a quote unquote dangerous product? Yeah. So. Yeah. It, you know, and, unless unless sensibilities change real quick and people stop canceling everybody for stuff that got said 20, 30 years ago, Wizards isn't going to touch this. Yeah. And yeah. that's fine. So but we've got this and uh, you know, what I'm, what I, again, what I'm going to go back to, the my the main thrust of my point though is how protective of their IP that they're going to be anyway. Because if they want the quote unquote the everything to blow over, 
and like whatever that they want to if they want to they expect a possible culture shift in ten years and you know what we're gonna hang on to it just in case we do want to publish some Dark Star or Dark Sun stuff they're gonna hang on to it they're gonna sue the crap out out of anybody that they feel is encroaching on their IP in order to protect the strength of their hold over that IP is what I'm getting at yeah. they yeah. they might or they or maybe not just because maybe of not. the fact of you know how many how many of us gaming fans out there would be like, oh, I'm going to jump on this uh, on this game because it's like Dark Sun, mm-hmm. and I want my Dark Sun. And mm-hmm. so they they buy they buy Red Dawn and they play it and it's awesome. And then Wasi finally says, you know what? We're going to release Dark Sun. Mm-hmm. They're going to run right out there and buy Dark Sun anyway. Yeah. So Maybe. they're not going to be out any money. Are they? All right. We'll, well see. We'll like, see. I think this is a separate topic. You're going back. You're going around and around and around. Yeah. 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 It, it, it. It's fascinating, right? It's a discussion topic. It. It. It's ballsy, uh, on their part. It regardless is of, I mean, because even if Wansi doesn't come after him, there are plenty of people that are for a plethora of reasons. Mm-hmm. So it. Yep. Good. I want, good for them for this, trying something one way. Yeah. Or another. This is a petri dish. That and I'm ex- I'm really ex- excited to see what happens, what grows out of it. Like what yeah. what is the by- byproduct of it is, like how loud can people screech against it, and see if it actually makes a bit of difference at all or not. Mm. Ultimately, yeah. like how uh, much noise is that will actually be effective? Here here's if, something if else. Here's something else that <laughs> that might twist you up a little bit. One of the city states is named Crawl. I saw that. I saw that too. Yeah, and on the map, yeah, ruled by the the sorcerer king King Quintus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, so that's Red Dawn. <laughs> um, let's talk about another one. Uh, how about we talk about one that you can get on on day one? Mm-hmm. Day one, and one that's not on Kickstarter. So that's that's a twofer right there. Um, this project is called Down We Go. And we have some connection to the person who is running it. Ooh. It's our boy, uh, Tony Vicinda. Oh, oh, Tony. Right on. He of the magnificent uh, beard. Yes. Uh, the the fellow who multi-classes in beard and skincare, alchemy, game design, and the Bardic College of Content Creation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Tony is... Uh, Someone who supports the RPG community, especially the RPG zine community, in a big way, like like we try to. Um, and he has partnered with a fellow named Marcus, who is an OSR creator, on a brand new rules light OSR inspired uh, book called Down We Go, which is the flagship test project sort of thing um game found is the new crowdfunding thing for games mm-hmm. and game found hasn't been letting a lot of rpgs in they've done a few we've talked about one of them on here you have to get on on their beta test basically and uh down we go got in on the beta so that's awesome good for them um i'm very curious to see how it does um their little pitches, Down We Go, captures the heart of old-school tabletop RPG flavor with simple core rules. This globally developed game includes 
procedures, adventures, hex crawls, and a new core setting. Venture into Infinopolis, a twisting city that hungers for the gold, jewels, and blood to keep it running. So grab a torch, grab a blade, and seek your fortune as down we go. Um, this is going to be a soft cover. Looks like it's probably going to be a zine. And it launches tomorrow. Heck yeah. Right on. That's cool. Um, I'm, Interesting the crowd, that the game found is beta testing RPGs. Like, what's the, where's there a beta well, test? Well, because they're, they're a hardcore board game thing right now. And I think that, like, the idea is, like, they're trying to build their platform with all the tools that different game creators want up front. So it's mm-hmm. probably more on the back end, like... I gotcha. You know, do you, what what fits do what we, template do they have to use for t- tabletop RPGs that they don't have to use for board games? I got you. Right, and there's things like in GameFound, there's a navigation menu on the left to like so you can drop down to stretch goals or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And so part of it may be like, do we have the navigation tools that you want? Do we have the presentation tools that you want? Because they do a little bit different as far as that. Um, but I. Yeah, it is interesting that it's taking them so long to kind of kick off RPGs. And maybe it's really that they're deciding what types of RPGs do they really want on their platform, right? Do they want to open the floodgates, or do they want to be picky and choosy? Um, but uh, this is, this is I will back this. As soon as it launches tomorrow, I will be in here because I like Tony. I like this concept. I like the art that we're seeing on the preview. I'll back it. Awesome. Back. Yeah, I like it. Oh yeah, I think it sounds it sounds like a lot of fun. It, it, there's just something about it. I like. I love the art. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very minimalist, kind of like the mm-hmm. design that they're pitching, right? Yep. Mm. I like the the black background with all the white. Yeah. Is, is the, it a the nice ma- feel? The, right? the isometric map is really cool. Yeah. 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 Lots of cool stuff. All right, that was down we go. We're hey, we're on the home stretch. Three left. Uh, Troy. All right. You're next. This is a quick one because it's not actually live yet, much like Down We Go. Um, this is from Headless Hydra Press, Organic Towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a system neutral supplement for, found, for founding, growing, and running dynamic settlements in any fantasy tabletop RPG. Ooh. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I thought th- this looked. It just sounds really cool. Uh, kind of like along the lines of, you know, uh, Colville's books that come out. This is for the whole town. It kind of helps mm-hmm. you. I I always like the idea of you know, hey, I want to do a campaign. It's going to be homebrew. We're not going to, not going to do uh, a published adventure kind of thing. But I want help developing where we're starting. Mm-hmm. And this sounds like that product. Let's let's all sit down during our session zero, go over the the rules of the campaign, what we're going to do, character generation, all that kind of stuff. Oh, and while we're at it, let's let's found a town. Let's let's mm. um, create where we're starting from. Mm. And it kind of you know gives your gives those characters and those players that extra buy-in to their mm. their starting settlement. Hmm. I don't know. It, it should be uh, releasing here pretty soon. 
And yeah. again, uh, Headless Hydra Press. They have they've they've put out some some stuff before they've uh, got four created. Um, Sandbox Adventures, plug and play adventures for five E. I think we may have talked about that one. I think maybe we did. Yeah. Uh, Hexplorer. Magnetic uh, Dungeon Tiles. Yep. And Lyra. Uh, yeah. And then there's one right yeah. now, Hexplorer, the mag the the mag tile system ending soon. Uh, create no, that- whiteboard maps. Yeah, that was old, but yeah, old. Yeah, they just didn't they didn't That's, change no, they their didn't banner. Change the yeah. yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, they're a very diverse company. It looks like. Yeah, so I mean, you know, dungeon tiles, adventures, everything. Yeah, sign up, check it out. Heck yeah! All right, uh, we'll probably I'm guessing going to cover that one again. I can imagine uh, in a couple mm-hmm. weeks if they're live. Okay, John, you have one that I think we're all three. There's a lot of interesting ideas going on here. A lot of interesting angles. Go ahead and talk to us about the Herbalist Primer. Oh, man. When I was a kid, one of my favorite things was whenever they had the little books about monsters or dragons or anything like that that was written as if it were an actual diary of a monster hunter. Mm -hmm. Diagrams and sketches. and It looked like somebody's logbook. And I remember being a kid and that in that same like four by six format, small enough for me to put into like a bag, my backpack or a satchel or something like that and carry around with me. It made me feel like an adventurer whenever I would go out into the woods behind the around the house and down trails and paths. And I would stop and I would sit on a stump and I would read from it and be like, oh, I wonder where the grungle nog is or where the, the boogledy book is or something like that. You know, just whatever the little, little boogers and gremlins and stuff like that that were in there. This is, it make this makes me feel like that a little bit. So herbalist primer is a, uh, this looks like it could possibly be something that's actually sitting on a shelf mm-hmm. in an herbalist's store, bookstore or a, in a, a shop, I should say. Right. Um, the, and the interior, the way that it's, both described and drawn and written is like a an actual scientific or a, like a, a an academic study of herbology, fantasy herbology mm. and fantasy fantasy botany, right? So it is system agnostic. It's illustrated guide with real world quote unquote uh, guide to real world magical plants, inspired by nineteenth century herbalists and millennia of folklore myths legends brings a wealth of easily accessible organized information straight to your gaming table. So it's system agnostic. There's, there are no rules in it. It's all just folklore and like usage. Mm. What do you use wolves bane for? Or uh, what do you use like, you know, screaming nettles for like, uh, and you uh, create a team out of it that does mm. this effect, but there's no mechanical effect. So you can actually take that uh, rip it out of the of the out of the book, and then create an, a five E equivalent or a um, a uh, let's see what else a fate equivalent or whatever it is, right? Pathfinder, yeah. Pathfinder equivalent, right? Exactly. So this full it's a six by nine, so it's that same like just th- throw it into your bag size six three hundred and sixty pages of botanical botanical excuse me bot- botanical ethnobotanical folklore and tabletop role playing material. So there's not only is there like the scientific quote unquote scientific stuff that's in there, but it's also like the folklore behind it, where it came from, what monsters are 
uh, shy away from it, and things like that. And they, their way that they're illustrated are like the, what you would find in collegiate manuals and manuscripts, which yeah. I think is absolutely amazing. I think so. So the, the I'm wondering is if this is the first RPG product that's getting away with not like this is the first non-RPG product that's getting away with being called an RPG product mm-hmm. because like uh, like this is a fascinating book and if you were gonna play like a druid or a ranger or something in a long long standing game I think that this would be a really fun book to have but hardcore. Other than the little lore tidbits, this feels like, and all the plants are our world plants. Like there's mm-hmm. sunflowers and raspberries and whatnot. Like it's a real world plant guide disguised as an RPG book. Right. <laughs> and like the a the audacity to for to do that right <laughs> to be like we're gonna take this book and we're gonna we're gonna take our RPG stamp and we're going to put, put that on the front and mm-hmm. sell it to you for $40 um, is just great. Uh, but also like it wasn't just a stamp. Like somebody actually sat down and did new illustrations and wrote mm-hmm. every single one of these and said, let's think about this from an RPG type side of things. And I think that's a really like mm-hmm. good for them. Like looking at the book, they've got a whole bunch of like previews and I'm like this feels like a science book it doesn't feel like an rpg book right um they, and they get like go ahead sorry well i was gonna say and it's by exalted funeral themselves which is fascinating because exalted funeral does not do books like this in my opinion mm-hmm. they do oh, osr yeah. stuff they do mothership they do morkborg that's the stuff that they do and now they've got this brightly colored beautifully rendered Idyllic, I, yes, <laughs> it's it's hilarious to me and and awesome all at the same time. Yeah. So like, like here's an example. They actually have a 42 page excerpt from the book that you could read mm-hmm. through. And to Zach's point, these is even though I say like fantastical plants, these are actually to, to Zach's point, they're actually real world plants. But what they're doing is they're saying, here's the description. Here's the cult, the habitat and cultivation, how to forage for them, prepare them. Uh, like So juniper, right? Culinary properties. It's used to flavor beer and gin. The fresh berries are too bitter, but once dried and crushed, they add a strong, sharp, wood, wood-like taste, woodland-like taste to marinades and pair well with the fresh game, etc., etc. Right? And then medicinal properties. It's an astringent, an antiseptic, a diuretic. Juniper helps the, in cases of indigestion, flatulence, yada, yada, yada. But then it gets down, this is where it becomes the RPG component of it. Magical properties. Juniper is one of the most protective of plants. Its sturdiness makes it a prime guardian of the house, repelling diseases, thieves, and unwelcome visitors from the spiritual realm. It promotes good health and longevity. And on and on and on. The herb is good for for purification. Burn, uh, burn berries, leaves, and wood and resin as incense to purge the area of lingering disease, evil spirits, and on and on and on. That's juniper. And then they've got pomegranate. And uh, let's see, roses and like you, and it just goes on and on and on. What's fantastic about this is you could probably actually ignore the magical properties parts, and, and it'll be, that's the real world equivalent of this thing. They've, but, they've unlocked a tier which has a, a, a botanist going through and doing an editing pass to make sure that exactly. it lines up. Yes, yeah. making sure that the scientific, they'll be like, dude, ignore the magical properties part, but everything else is legit. Right, they're going to go through and they're yeah. going to they're going to review it and make sure that it's uh, that it's correct, that it's accurate. This 
is a campaign in a book. This, <laughs> right. I mean, this is this will inform your campaign yeah. how it's yes. going to be ran, how it's going to yeah. feel. Yeah. So sure. freaking cool. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I love this is this to me is you, you guys know how much I love immersion. And yeah. how I like this whoever the this is the botany nerd version of John's food nerd. Mm-hmm. Slash yes. taverns and beers and meads, right? Mm-hmm. Whoever it was that put this together, that's Anna Urbanek, I think is how you pronounce her last name, is just a giant plant nerd and probably <laughs> plays RPGs or tabletops or one of her friends told her to do it. I'm not sure how that how that how it came to fruition, no pun intended. But that's uh, absolutely fat. I love this because so for me, cool. when you're talking about immersion, if my druid. Uh, is going to use a medicine kit, then I can add just a little bit of flavor into it, and say, "Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and get the medicine. I'm going to go out, out and I'm going to and scavenge bone set and uh, rose hips and hawthorn and whatever, and I'm going to create a poultice that does X, Y, Z, right? And you've read some of this stuff, and some of it may, is like hokum that they've added in, but some of it's actually legit. Like so and so's stomach is upset. Well, let me go get some juniper and I'll make a tea out of it, you know. And it's yep. not. No, that's I I love that, and it, it doesn't mm. take a whole lot to add that. But I think it's just I could read probably half of this thing, and yeah. just absolutely devour it. I love it. I'm yeah. so it's like by far this is the one that I've been the most excited about for this week. Mm. Well, I mean, not to mention it's like, and no pun intended, but all the adventure seeds that you'll be able to find, mm-hmm. yeah, in this thing. Yep, <laughs> for sure. All right, that was uh, the Herbalist Primer. Troy, you got the last one here. I knew. I knew. You knew I was going to take this one? You didn't have that. You didn't pick this, claim this, yours, until uh, today. And I was like, scroll through. I'm like, Troy will take this one. Uh, I don't have to. And sure enough, here we are. So talk to us about uh, Peculiar Discoveries. Peculiar Discoveries. Magic Items and Companions for 5e. Uh, I am all about cool and quirky magic items and I like, I mean, if, if you're going to have animal companions in your game don't make them some kind of a strange red weasel you keep in your coat pocket for <laughs> you know, session after session for years after you, you know, year after year and don't ever do anything with it mm. uh, make them interesting, make them fun mm. And this is one of those books. 200 pages of new content, 270 magic items, 40, over 270 magic items, over 45 companions, new mounts, uh, just a lot of fun, cool things. Companion, companions such as an awakened item. Hmm. Like teddy bear that actually is alive boots that are sentient you know just new interesting cool ideas Mm. that uh you know i would have never thought about intelligent boots Mm. you know uh, little cool little animals you know and you have the the ever popular cat with you know dragonfly wings 
kind of a thing. You've got a, uh, a, a sentient dragon fruit. You know, it's mm. all kinds of cool little things that you can put in here. The the themed magic items, whether, you know, celestials, demons, undead. And that kind of gives you an idea of what the item should be able to do and, and how it works. They're, they have a, a card, a deck of cards kind of with this that you can use to, to give out your the different magic items. And... They have set items where, mm. you, as you go and you collect all the different pieces, each additional piece unlocks more power now that you've combined two or three of those pieces together. Mm. I don't know. I just mm. I find these kinds of uh, books fun and unique, even though there's a lot of them. They've always got new and unique ideas in them. The art is... Very, very nicely done. The The Kickstarter, if nothing else, just go look at the Kickstarter page. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a very well put together uh, oh, yeah. Kickstarter, the uh, the different Little animations, gifts and, yeah. the GIFs, everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it is fantastic. Who, whoever put this together, I mean, they, they knew what they were doing. It's eye-catching. The artwork is top-notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It's, mm-hmm. it's by William Martin, and this is his first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it looks it looks fantastic, and they they've almost doubled. They're they're right on the cusp of doubling their goal. Awesome, awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I this, these are fun, and they always do well, and that that's for good reason, right? Like these little item and companion books one or the other both like people like them and i think they'll get a lot of play too right like that's the good thing about these Mm -hmm. this type of thing is that it's easy people love animal companions or creature companions in general players love using them and magic items are always great to add to your roster so it's it's a pretty pretty useful supplement to pick up and the feel i mean just from the artwork and and the way the kickstarter is laid out the feel i get from this Mm -hmm. is if you play with with kids mm-hmm. or you know teenagers that kind of thing this would really be something to to incorporate into your game to pull them in i mean like the talking candlestick from beauty and the beast kind of kind of type stuff you're going to pull them in with these ideas and these yeah. companions and stuff so yeah absolutely a little bit of whimsy i love it mm-hmm. well that was eight projects. Uh, that was quite a bit. I'm pretty that happy bit. with that. Um, that's a pretty diverse lineup too. I think uh, we did, we've did. we done this the last two times. I'll go ahead and uh, do it again. Uh, just kind of a quick run through to talk about what we uh, mentioned. Yeah. Um, I started us off with Crimson Escalation, talking about escalating the critical hit range. Uh, and the guy's asking for a dollar for the idea. Then Troy went over and talked uh, the Corpus Collection, which is the Angels and Demons Kickstarter. Uh, John found a box set with Mouse Ritter, uh, the uh, uh, little critter, little vermin-inspired RPG. Red Dawn, we got caught up in Red Dawn talk, the spiritual successor to, uh, (laughs) to Dark Sun. Then we headed down to Down We Go, 
on GameFound launching tomorrow, which is the 30th, um, on the new GameFound crowdfunding platform. Troy talked about an upcoming project called Organic Towns. It is not yet live on Kickstarter, but promises to help you build out towns and cities in your fantasy world. John found the Herbalist Primer, the gorgeous, gorgeous book that's out by uh, Exalted Funeral. And then Troy just finished this out with Peculiar Discoveries, Magic Items, and Companions for 5e, also on Kickstarter. I think, you know, this felt like a, a, not a dry, but a less fruitful um, two weeks than some two-week periods that we have on Kickstarter. But yeah, we we managed to pull out eight, I think, really interesting ones. Oh, yeah. Um, we got, I think, I've heard some rumors of some bigger ones launching in the next few weeks. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that. We did not talk about Cobalt Press's launch that I think happened in this two-week period. But listen, if you are into RBGs, if you've been listening to us, you know a lot about Cobalt Press, and they're, they've they got a Kickstarter launching every four weeks, it feels like. So yeah. <laughs> just know that there's one out right now, and you can go check it out. Tome of Heroes, I think is what it's called. Yep. I almost talked mm-hmm. about that one. Yep. Uh, we cut, I guess it's going to be a theme, and this will be the last time it's a theme. Uh, but Avatar Legends, the role-playing game, we talked about it the last two times um yes three days left to go 7.6 million dollars it will almost certainly cross over into that eight million dollar range uh it just compiled all of its soft cover like adventure books that it had been adding in as free stretch goal elements now those are all compiled into a single hardcover so you're getting two freaking hardcovers uh for this plus the dice pack plus a Anyhow, we've talked about this before. But so, uh, th- if you like Avatar, you should go back this because it, you're never going to get a deal like this again. Do you think? Do you think they're going to cross ten million? No, no way. No, no. Well, way. They may hit eight point five to they've, nine. They've had too much hype. They. Uh, I was just talking to someone actually behind the scenes uh, with crowdfunding, and they said that. For a one like this, uh, they get sixty percent of their funding in the first two days, and it's 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 more front ended and less back ended. But yeah, I, I think they'll that. definitely cross. I think they'll certainly cross eight, and they might come close to nine or there, thereabouts. I'd be shocked if they hit ten. That being said, rolling everything into a hardcover and saying you're getting two hardcover books plus a ton of extras for seventy five mm-hmm. bucks is kind of crazy. Not even kind of. That's crazy. I can't, like, that's a great deal. That's mm-hmm. a great deal. Um, if you like it at all, you're foolish not to back it. Um, that's it. That's it. Uh, what do we've, What have we got on the docket, fellows, as we look towards the next few episodes here? Tuesday, we're going to be talking on a regular episode here on Twitch. Probably one of the topics that came up at John's most recent playtest game, if I had to put my finger on it. Or ones in there. if not those, then a couple of the topics that got suggested last week. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so we got a lot of really we got a lot of things in the can. That John wrote uh, down, right? That John wrote down. Yes, it did. That's right. Very good. And uh, then next Sunday, I'm not sure what we're going to do next Sunday. 
that'll be a mystery bag toss-up, I think, okay. here on Twitch. We'll find something. Uh, but we're st- I think we're still experimenting yeah. with the Sunday thing. I think we've locked in the Kickstarter bit. But on the off mm-hmm. weeks, I think we're still determining what belongs there. You know, I feel like in your absence on Sunday, the, uh, the choose your own topic. Tuesday. No, for yeah, next Sunday. Hmm. Mm. Right? Or was it Tuesday? Absence. Was it, was Tuesday. it was Tuesday. 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 This is great content. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Time warp. Yeah. Time warp. That's right. Three weeks to Gen Con. Or two weeks to Gen Con. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we yeah, stayed on track pretty well. We sure did. You we did. You did a great job. And a little bit more. You're welcome. It, we, 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 tried to, we tried to derail with some uh, Red Dawn, but... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, hey... Uh, so, to 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 clean up this mess, Tuesday you'll have a regular episode being streamed right here on Twitch at ten thirty Central, eleven thirty Eastern, and then next Sunday at nine thirty you will have a uh, a mystery bag something. Maybe we'll talk about another RPG that we like. Maybe we'll do another list thing. We're not sure. We'll figure yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a surprise for all of us. Um, but until then, thank you all for tuning in. Yeah, yep, that's, that's exactly why we stayed on track, because Zach was here. I'm here. I'm that's here. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we only did an hour and a half. <laughs> so <laughs> we, st- we managed to stay on track artists. and go over time. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I think 30 minutes of that was Red Dawn, though. So. It, it felt like yeah. yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week or on Tuesday. Take it easy. Have a great game, everybody. You all stay safe out there. At one point, I said, uh, my guy is going to hit the spider. And she said, you mean try to hit the spider. (laughs) (laughs) Touche, Dad. That's right. You don't get to tell me. That's right. Yeah, uh, who's absolutely. running this game again? Oh yeah, the six-year-old at the table. That's, that's who. That's right. That's right. <laughs>